Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. In studio. No, and Eric is a... Is... Somebody who I've known for a lot of years, I've become more friendly with him over the last couple of years, but, you know, we, our paths have crossed just doing what we do, right? And it was funny because I didn't even know he got elected as president. I was so unplugged doing the stuff with my father and was so detached, and I'd come back up and I'd do an audition and I'd leave, and then, you know, we were having a conversation this one day, and he goes, yeah, I'm president, president of the, uh, you know, the union here. Not only is he the president of the union, he is uh, a member of the TV Theatrical Negotiating Committee, too. Okay. So he got a he got a lot of stuff on that business card. Okay. But we want to welcome in Eric Holmes uh, joining Sam and Greg Sports Radio ninety two nine the game ninety two nine the game and apologize for not being able to have you last week. How you doing, buddy? Hey guys, how's it going? It's fine. Good morning. We are we are Good doing morning. We're doing fine now. I want to set the stage and I'm just kind of kind of let you go. I brought Eric up here this week. Um, uh, just to, we we're meeting to talk about a couple of other things and one of the things as he continues to try to have. Uh, rallies and organize them. Looking for locations in Colony Square was under the consider under consideration for for holding one. So he hadn't been down here while I was coming by the station. We connected. I brought him up here. That's where he met Maria. But as he was here, the big rally in New York broke out, and so he was watching that and then communicating with everybody. So, you know, it. it I don't know how to even articulate where it is right now and the momentum that it has behind. But take us back to what your job was like a little bit before July 13th when it became official that SAG-AFTRA was going on strike, man, and when this all yeah. started, the process. <clears throat> yeah, thanks. Um, so as you mentioned, I was a part of the TV Theatrical Negotiating Committee, so um, I was a part of the committee that sat across from the table from the AMPTP to negotiate um, fair and reasonable deals for our next contract moving forward. and. Um, throughout the process, the AMPTP was unwilling to engage on on really key issues that are, are essential to protecting the livelihoods of of all our performers. Eric, our Eric, numbers. let me stop you right there. Can you give the ac- you gave the acronym out for our audience who doesn't know what oh. that means? Yeah, yeah, it is the uh, the AMPTP, and um, what they do is the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers. Um, They basically represent all the large employers within the collective bargaining agreement with SAG-AFTRA and the other unions involved in the entertainment industry. So um, without naming them by name, you can imagine that uh, most of the streaming services, your large networks um, who produce uh, large-scale content as well as small-scale content, um, run the streaming services, et cetera, they all engage the AMPTP to negotiate on their behalf with the unions that represent the workers. Um, so, uh, so we sat in a, in a room and tried to negotiate a deal, and um, the AMPTP just they just weren't interested in in offering um, 
any type of discussion on a fair deal that 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 really deals with the key issues essential to protecting the livelihoods of of working class performers, the people who are building up these platforms and making these shows successful. And um, obviously, we're willing to return to the bargaining table as soon as they can put forth some serious proposals that reflect the changes of the industry. But until that time, um, we, along with our um, sister union, the WGA that represents the writers, um, we are on strike. And so um, obviously, a strike is a last ditch effort. It's a last resort in the process. But um, it, it, it is an indication of where our members stand because um, when the conditions of our employment have become so thoroughly unacceptable, then the only option um, is to strike when your employer refuses to um, negotiate in a reasonable way. All right. Once again, Eric Gomes, the president of SAG after here in Atlanta, joining Sam and Greg Sports Radio, 929 game 929thegame.com. You mentioned the key issues. Tell us what those are. Yeah. So uh, the key issues, uh, compensation. So our day rates, every performer that goes to work gets paid on a daily basis. The union negotiates minimums on behalf of those performers. And um, if we took the AMPTP's final offer, um, our performers would be paid 5% less in real dollars over the next three years than they were paid in June of 2020. So the cost of inflation has, has, has caused a situation where our, our daily pay has not kept up with inflation. Um, also, uh, residuals, our residual structure, um, without going into a deep dive into what a residual is, it's, it's the incremental payment that performers receive after their day rate um, as a function of it showing on platforms. But um, that's where our revenue sharing proposal came out of. Um, we believe that our performers should share in the success of the film and the series that are on streaming platforms. Uh, so an incremental um, source of revenue outside of the traditional um, day rate and um, other uh, residuals. Um, the AMPTP refused to even engage with us. We, we gave that to them on day one, and they never made any type of response to it at all. Of course, our health care and our retirement funding, uh, essentially uh, SAG after retirement funds are limited by contribution caps that our employer can make. And um, they haven't been changed in 40 years, so we would like to increase those limits and to be more in line with inflation. Um, of course, I'll leave the biggest one for last. Uh, Self-tape. Um, over the pandemic, well, George has been leading the way um, in this area, but in the self-tape world, um, performers typically, in order to access work, have to um, tape their own auditions, either at home or at a self-tape studio, or a barn outside, wherever they can, wherever they can make it work for themselves. <laughs> wow. um, they have to tape their own auditions, yep. and it's an empowering opportunity for actors. So there's a lot of good things about um, having the opportunity to self-tape. It's provided access to a lot of people who may not otherwise have an opportunity to engage in our industry. So they're able to submit their auditions at their own time and, and at their own pace, and um, the flexibility to actually be a part of our institution. Oh, he better not. You're, you're cracking up a little bit, Eric. Don't move. We get him back here. If this happens two weeks ago, I swear I will just oh, my walk goodness. in. An undue burden on our when they're trying to, you know, look for work because you know our our industry, our performers, um, our members. Uh, I can't think of another industry where people look for work more often than they actually get hired to do the work. And um, so we want to make sure that the process by which they look for work is reasonable and 
not a huge burden on them. And then uh, obviously artificial intelligence, AI, and it's an existential crisis to our profession. And um, our employers essentially want to use our images to replace our live human existence in, um, in the series that we work on. And we want to put guardrails up there. We want our performers to have consent um, to using their image. We want them to be fairly compensated for the use of that image. But we also want to put control in place. So um, our performers and our members um, have the ability to control how their image is used um, should they uh, use any type of uh, AI to, um, to produce their product. So those three issues, um, compensation, um, consent and control are paramount to the fight that we're we're fighting. I think it it applies to all industries. All of us should have our you know our the hairs on the back of our neck up about the AI issue. And um, it just so happens that SAG-AFTRA and, and the WGA and the entertainment industry are kind of at the tip of the spear of this issue. And um, we are happy to fight this fight on behalf of labor. And um, we hope that uh, it sets a precedent for other industries as well. Spending time with Eric Gomes here on the WaitFor.com hotline, the president of SAG-AFTRA, uh, talking about, first of all, things that are happening with the industry, uh, the film industry, entertainment industry, having a shutdown. As you go to other places, people look at what we're doing here in Georgia. What questions do people have for you about the impact? That is? Of course, it's having an impact nationwide, but especially in a state where this is not really new, but it's just been booming and growing at such a rapid rate. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, we have a huge booming industry here in Georgia, and um, it helps to support not only our members and performers throughout the state, but also small businesses um, that rely on the entertainment industry who have actually built a small business around supporting the entertainment industry, um, uh, both in Georgia and around the country. You know, we represent members across the country from New York, L.A., Atlanta, New Orleans, Texas. Um, Boston, all over the United States, and and all of our members are going through a time now where it's difficult and hard. Um, But these issues are righteous labor issues, and um, our members going back to work on a contract that is um, unacceptable to them to make a living in this career means that our profession would die between now and the the, the term of our contract. So, these labor issues of fair pay and AI and proper compensation and just good working conditions um, apply to all industries. And we look forward to, to getting back to work. No one wants to be on strike, but until we have a fair, um, reasonable proposal from the AMPTP, it's our only course of action. Eric, again, this is going to come off sounding a little bit naive on my part, but these are the things that I think about when the battle, the uphill battle that is in front of not just the film industry, but in a lot of a lot of industries that are going to be dealing with AI moving forward. Let's say you get something in place. You use the word fair a lot, okay? So as that is being negotiated, my question is and my wonder is, you get something in, on, on, on paper. My friends that I play ball with that I've known that are lawyers and they, they scratch their head going, I just wonder how they're going to police this because this technology is a few years ahead. I mean, you guys know this, is a few years ahead of whatever existing law is in place. So there's going to have to be some things that happen in tandem with these contracts and say you got to do this, this, and this. I mean, am I voicing this properly? Is this something that's in consideration when you guys talk to these studios and the powers that be about locking in, putting the guardrails up, as you, as you, as you mentioned? 
are you asking me how do we police the contract uh, proposals if, once they're put in place? Right, if there is no laws currently in 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 place to to go after somebody who who breaks these. Yeah, well, you know, I, I don't know uh, specifically what SAG-AFTRA is doing on the, the legal front, but I would imagine that SAG-AFTRA um, involved in such a, um, a deep discussion on AI probably has some type of uh, conversation going at that level to help in, uh, institute laws that protect people in this situation. Um, you know, our contract, uh, there are ways to police it. I, I'm not as um, well-versed on the, the technology, but I know, I know that the, the resources that our employers would use to create these AI um, images, uh, there would be traces. There's information, there's data that allows us to trace its usage. Um, I, I think we are talking to them in tandem. As far as it's c concerns, it's interesting because our streaming revenue proposal, um, our, our revenue sharing proposal, um, we have a company identified that the AMPTP already uses um, that allows us to put a valuation on the streaming platforms. Um, so, you know, we have thought through the technology um, at a higher level, and we are prepared to help enforce our contract issues. That's what SAG-AFTRA does yeah. every day, is that they enforce contract violations and the issues that we fight f hard for. So um, SAG-AFTRA is prepared, um, and there are ways of doing it, but uh, that's probably uh, – a conversation that needs to be had once we better understand what terms we agree to. All right, listen, buddy, we're going to get you back on here down the road and give us an update on what's going on here. Again, where can people go to to get information about the strike, why you guys are out, everything that they, from soup to nuts? Give us a website yeah. they can go to. Uh, they should go to SAG After Strike, SAG After Strike at SAGAFTRA.org. They can find all the information about um, what's going on. They can find the uh, events going on in their area and um, they can get all the accurate information that's up to date at that time. You got it. Listen, Eric, appreciate it. Sorry it took so long to get you back on here. Oh, but it's okay. We'll we got be it. I'll be checking back with you, and thank you for all the information. Have a good rest of your day, buddy. Thanks, Thanks for having me on, fellas. All, all right. right, there you go. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. <laughs> 